Hello, everyone, and welcome to AC23, your weekly excursion into the arts and culture of the Capital Region. My name is Chancellor Zero Skidmore. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. You can stream this episode and previous episodes at your leisure via the Arts Council's website, www.artsbr.org. And if you're serious about your podcasts, subscribe to AC23 on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to it, give it five stars, and listen to it day and night. Day and night. Y'all, April is National Poetry Month. I've decided for the first time in many years to accept the 30 for 30 challenge and try to write a poem a day for the entire month of April. Baton Rouge Poet Laureate Brittany Marshall is also taking up the challenge. We're both posting them on our IG every day. Please do not expect my writing to be anywhere near Brittany's in terms of greatness. I'm just hoping I come up with some decent poems before the month is out. Here's what Brittany posted today. Bone thugs and harmony said it first. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. And don't I deserve a wonderful day too? No smoking or choking, just hoping for joy and peace so I can sleep at night. It's a celebration and I'm getting high on sky and wind and sun and palms and more sky and more wind and more sun and more palms and sky and sky and sky and don't I deserve sky without being given to it? Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Go look at the sky today. Tell God or God or sky, thank you for a beginning. Hmm. I love the smell of a fresh start. Woo. Poem by Brittany Marshall, y'all, kicking off National Poetry Month. Brittany's IG is Baton Rouge PL, and uh, my IG is 01208. Check us out and join us. Write with us, please. I have a few Arts Council calendar highlights, and they go like this. There's a new exhibition entitled Evicted. A collection of photography, graphic art, film clips, text, and interactive displays that respond to the extremely common practice of low-income renter eviction. The exhibit is up and will run through May 28th at the Firehouse Gallery here in Baton Rouge. And uh, it's an amazing exhibition, y'all. I've, I, I see it every day at work. And uh, you got to go check it out, um, whether you're a renter, a landlord, or just somebody who wants to know more about the crisis. The next Baton Rouge Arts Market is happening on Saturday, April 3rd from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the corner of 5th and Main in downtown Baton Rouge. For 20 years, this market has hosted regional artists and craftsmen in an effort to bring original, quality, handmade goods to the public. It is our mission to assist these entrepreneurs in building their business by offering them a consistent, cost-effective way to sell their work and connect directly with the local community. That's Baton Rouge Arts Market, Saturday, April 3rd from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Lastly... The Jazz Listening Room Concert Series is underway at Quorum Hall at 1024 Executive Avenue. This series highlights some of the most talented bands and musicians in our region. On April 9th at 7.30 p.m., we'll be presenting this week's in-studio guest. It's none other than none other than the captivating, the breathtaking, the otherworldly sounds of the one and only Esco McCollum. Go, welcome to AC23. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, Zero. So you're originally from St. Louis. I got to ask, what brought you to Baton Rouge? 
Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I met this wonderful young lady, which I want to shout out, my beautiful wife. She's from Baton Rouge. Her name is Rochelle, and that's what brought me here. That's it? How that's did y'all it. meet? You, you, you're telling me a piece of the story. I'll tell you, well, uh, we met uh, actually in a little church in Hammond uh, at the age of 15. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, we just we didn't have cell phones then, so we just kind of kept in touch with writing, like uh, we used to do in old school. So you were visiting here. I was visiting uh, Hammond, Hammond, Louisiana. Okay, as a, as a musician, um, uh, it was like family. a church, yeah, church event. So you um you you grew up in a church, uh, probably playing keys, playing yeah, playing, yeah, playing, playing music, you know. Uh huh. So was that a family thing? Um, uh, yeah, my mom actually she sings, and my dad he's a multi um, instrumentalist, like keyboard. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I try to do what I can, but and so you were, you were just exposed to music very early, very early, and mainly church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and then you know I got into R and B. Yeah, and I just like I like the feel of it so. But you play a little bit of everything. I like play I've, a little bit of everything. I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> I like country. Yeah. Like whatever sounds good. I'm, I'm down with that. So so was that, was that, did that eclectic taste also come from your family or were they kind of focused on gospel, but you kind of branched yeah, out? Yeah, I kind of branched out. My mom, uh, she was, had like these old 45s in the yeah. basement that she kept, you know, from her former days. So I would go down listening and that would be like uh, Marvin Gaye. Sam Cooke, you know, just a lot of soul artists, Stevie Wonder, things yeah. like that. I, I hear all that in in your in your in your original music, but okay, I know you cool. cover you cover a lot of that stuff yeah. too. So, um, yeah, I've seen you play keys, of course, drums, guitar, bass guitar, yeah, etc. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, like, um, how hard is it to to switch over to these different instruments? I mean, you seem to to do it pretty pretty flawlessly. Okay, so growing up in church is, uh, you know, you get exposed to a lot of different instruments. So a lot of the times uh, you just kind of fill in what's needed. So I was always the guy that wanted to be in a band. So whatever I could do, I'll play tamarang if that, if I could be in a band, <laughs> a bell, cowbell, whatever it is. As long as I could be in a band, I'm, I'm playing it. So I just kind of got exposed to music like that. Do you... Do you bring anything to your music, your songwriting, from your hometown? No, what's, what's, really. what's 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 big in St. Louis as far as like the sound of St. Louis? Uh blues. Blues, blues yeah. would be uh I guess considered the sound of St. Louis. Um I didn't have that kind of influence growing up. So mainly my musical influence kind of came from Louisiana mm. when I moved here. So I was exposed to like Second Line um uh, Country, Zydeco, yeah. you know, all those different genres of music. So that's kind of what influenced um, my musical palette, I guess I'll say it like that. So you you have a song that you wrote. I did. Entitled Baton Rouge. I did. And it's it's just uh, uh, like kind of a love letter, right? It is. Baton Rouge. I love Baton Rouge, man. I, um, I, uh, I'm, even though I'm not originally from here, I just feel like this is home. Also, this is my second home. So um, I grew up here. I became a man here. Had two lovely kids here, wife, yeah. the whole life. So Baton Rouge, hats off to Baton Rouge. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man. 
So, um, y'all, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat y'all this t- today. We're gonna listen oh, okay. to a small <laughs> excerpt of Baton Rouge. This is uh, Esco McCullum's uh, song entitled Baton Rouge. There are many great cities. I love it, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, so we hear some elements of hip hop, some yeah. elements of Zydeco. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of second line. Uh, uh, what? How are you able to do all that <laughs> okay. in one song, man? Uh, it's it's a lot of music here, and uh, um, I guess from playing around different areas, like in Baton Rouge, you know, they has the jig movement. They had the jig movement at one time. Yeah. And then New Orleans has the bounce movement. The Zydeco from uh, Lafayette and those further areas like that, and and country, you know. But but most people, let's go, aren't that open minded when it comes to other genres of music. That's what, true. What do you think keeps people from being as open minded as you? Uh, just listening to different things. Uh, some people, they just know what they know and they they stick to that. But. I would encourage anybody to listen to something different. I I actually like country, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've I've heard you do some Chris Stapleton, and uh, <laughs> right. the crowd goes wild yeah, every time. <laughs> um, so the Arts Council booked you to play a concert series with the word jazz in it, right? Jazz, and that word intimidates pretty much every musician. Right, it's like you got to have chops. Right. right? Um, what made you say yes? What 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 kept you from backing down from that offer? Um, jazz is a genre, but I, I feel like I could add any element to anything, you know, uh, as far as key playing, uh, keyboard playing, and um, I just wanted to do it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so much of it is improvisation, and and I mean, I see a you lot of kill, my show is you kill solos improvisation because I I feel like whatever I'm feeling at the time, I want the audience to feel that too. So I always say whatever. It's from the heart. It reaches the heart. So a lot of the mm. times I go off script just <laughs> to be able to feel what the crowd is feeling. So I get the energy back, and I, I get the people what they want. So without too much musical jargon, like what's going through your mind when when it's like that last bar before your solo played and like you're about to, to, to play this solo and, and, you know, like what what are you trying to accomplish in that moment? Uh, uh just a feeling, pretty much. I, I'm not really thinking about nothing. I'm not thinking about theory. I'm not thinking about uh this note or that note. I'm just letting my fingers move and I let my heart speak. So that's how I, I uh compose all my solos like that. I just feel what I feel and that's it. It may be right, might be wrong. I don't know. You know. <laughs> it's hardly ever wrong. I don't, I don't know if it's ever wrong. Um, I've always admired the way you present your repertoire. Thank you. You're like a DJ when it comes to like transitioning from one song to the next. What are some of the things you take into account when you're like putting together a set list for a show? And then 
deviating from that set okay. list. Uh, well, okay, first of all, I don't have a set list. I have a bunch of songs <laughs> I know. And I just kind of get in the room. My my thoughts is I get in the room, and I, I, I normally start off with a song. And, and the song is not intrusive. It's just a song to kind of get people into what I do and, and kind of pull them in. So we, 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 it's like being in the car. We're going to go somewhere. I don't know where we're going, but we're going to go somewhere. So I get in the room. I kind of feel, gauge the crowd. They like this song. Then I keep moving, you know, and I keep, if they dancing, then we going to dance. If, if I want to break it down and do uh, something more intimate, then I'll do that. So I try to cover a lot of bases. Uh, try to cover a lot of music. I mean, I'm trying to cover Zydeco, everything. Everything I think people want to hear, I, I, I normally play it. But it's still got to have that feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? Got to have that feeling. I, I got to put my own uh, spin on it, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So aside from your, your technical prowess as a musician, as a vocalist, you are a legend in this city when it comes to showmanship. Wow, okay. Um, where, do you, where do you get that from? Is that a kind of fearlessness is fearlessness the right word, I guess? And and also, like, the second part of that question is, like, can that be taught or is that innate? Okay, it's it's, it's kind of like I, I have to go back to church because that's really, like, your first stage, really. And, um, you know, you get encouragement from uh, the older people. They would always encourage you to do whatever it is, whether it was good or bad. They were like, yeah, go ahead, baby. Do your thing, you know, so— just building that confidence uh, as as uh, being young, that's how you kind of get into it. So uh, a lot of times I close my eyes. I'm, <laughs> people might not know that, but I just kind of imagine I'm somewhere, and I go from there. Wow. I go from I've, there. I've seen you take the microphone and just walk through the audience yeah, dancing. <laughs> the band is on stage playing, and you're way in the back of the I'm venue. having fun. I'm having fun. I'm having a ball. I want to be... With the crowd and and just having a ball, man. If you give me a call this mic, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that first big show. Maybe it was in the church. That first big performance that that let you know that that maybe this is what you you were cut out to do. I probably don't remember, but um, <laughs> well, okay. Well, the thing for me, I used to always kind of mimic people. Uh-huh. So that was like the first little uh, part of attention. Because my mom would always try to get me to sing, and I was like, I don't want to sing, but I could, I could mimic people though. So you know, and that was kind of like they liked it. You know, mimic singers, M- mimic singers, uh, mimic people. You so know. who were you, who were you mimicking? Uh just anybody, anybody that was in the church at the time. I thought it was funny. I would just <laughs> I would mimic them, and so that just kind of became a thing, and. Uh, I, after a while, I learned how to mimic singers until I found my own voice. And then when I found my own voice, that's that's pretty much how it goes. What, what was your go-to song in the church? Uh, I didn't really have no go-to oh, song. And do you still play in the church now? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I play bass at Beacon Light a Baton Rouge. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> um, so... You're going to be at Quorum Hall on on April 9th, April 9th 7.30 yeah. p.m., y'all. Come, sure y'all make sure come you get, get your tickets uh, at artsbr.org. Get your tickets there. Um, who are you going to be sharing the stage with? Who are you bringing with you? Uh, my my brother from another mother, Don Thomas. and On drums. On drums. And my other brother, 
Troy Chapman on bass. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, go put that three piece, two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask who's the biscuit. All right. <laughs> and um, what what are what are do you do you have a any idea of like what what are some of the songs we can look forward to hearing? Uh, or, or let me say, what are some of the genres <laughs> we can look forward to hearing? Uh, you can look forward to all the genres uh, <laughs> as far as the song. I have a lot of songs that I have kind of uh, remixed, or, or I do it different way that you might not be expected to hear. So I'm excited to kind of present that. You know, just do something different. You know, yeah. like uh, just say I do. Uh, a Prince song called Little Red Corvette, but it doesn't sound like Prince do it. So I try to put my spin on every song Yeah, I do. It just I makes see. it fun. Well, yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's it's a, a lot of musicians do cover tunes, but um, you you make them your own. I've always known that about you. Um, and your son is yeah. on he is. Baton Rouge. He is. He uh, did the uh, rap for EM3. me. EM3. And so... Is he gonna be the next in the lineage? Is, is he playing any instruments right now? He just he's just <laughs> no, rapping. No, he's just kind of uh, you know doing what kids do, play video games and, and just be a kid. I I I want to influence him, but I don't want to push it on him. Yeah, you know. But if he decides to go that direction, I help him out. Indeed, <laughs> you'd be happy to. Oh yeah, indeed. So. You have some original music out there. Where can folks like purchase, stream, or download your music? Man, most of my music is just on Spotify. I have a couple of releases. Um, I'm actually working on a project right now. um, Tell us about that. Okay, so this project is going to be called A Better Half of Me, and it's a project I'm dedicating to my wife. We've Mm. been together for 22 years, so I kind of have a lot to say about it. So I just want to... Uh, do some music for the married couples. That's what I want to do. That's some, that's my vision. Awesome. To have something for them to to ride to. Yeah. To have something to talk to. You know, maybe spark a conversation between, you know, couples and stuff like that. That's so, what I want to do. So a lot of performers have been spending a lot of time at home during the pandemic. Yeah. Right. And um, what's what's that been like? I I, I guess maybe great for the marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, you know, and and it's it's, it's great uh, for the for the artists too, because sometimes you just need a, a second to kind of uh, have quiet time so you can think about maybe your next move or write. Or uh, I didn't realize how busy I was. I was moving around. A oh lot, yeah, you were everywhere. You know? So it was it was a good little break. I just said it like that. It was a good little break, but I'm ready to get back. Things are starting to open up again. Yeah, see, yeah. Uh, you know, you got this show coming up, and I'm sure yeah. everybody else starting to book you now. Yeah, yeah, we're we getting into some more booking. So, yeah, if you want to book me, find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, your, your new project, um, you say you want to do something for the married couples. Mm-hmm. Is, is your wife going to be performing on that with you? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> but, uh, she will be managing, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've always known her to, to just be super supportive of, uh, of everything been. that you do. I mean, I want to say without her, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I wouldn't be me if I haven't had the support that she gave me. So while, while I'm on the road and tearing it up, she's at home, you know, taking care of the kids. Yeah. And we do it together, but, you know, she goes the extra step to make sure that I'm exercising my gift so I can yeah. be able to 
just give love, man. That's all I want to do. And a lot of a lot of, I think a lot of woman artists get asked this question. Not a lot of men get asked this question. How do you balance being an artist and being a father, being a parent? Uh, you kind of gotta just take time off when you need to. Yeah. And uh, you know, you don't want to get so involved into whatever you whatever you're doing and miss the little things, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might have to go here, go to a basketball game or whatever, just to be there to enjoy it, you know. You can, I, I find out you could give them everything, but sometimes you need to give them just time. So yeah. I, I want to make sure that I give my kids just quality time when it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So um, Quorum Hall. Quorum Hall. April 9th. I'm excited. Esco McCullum. <laughs> we going to do it. <laughs> got Troy Chapman on bass. I got Troy. And you got, uh, who'd you say was on Don drums? Thomas. Don Thomas. Don Thomas is on Juan. drums. Yeah, man. An amazing drummer. And you and Don have been doing some stuff on social media. We have. Uh, um, I'm starting a little thing. I'm calling this uh, Sunday Soul Live. So I'll be getting started with that. And, and basically, I want to do the same thing, just feature a lot of my musician friends to come over there and just kind of talk. So that's on Facebook Live. That's gonna be on People Facebook. People can go to your Live. Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they can they can they they don't have to watch it live when it's happening. They can watch it afterwards. They can too. watch it after. Yeah, I post it on Esco Soul Music uh, for Facebook or and, Esco McCullum and uh, IG at Esco Soul Music. And that's just you and another musician just kind of just alive. Yeah, we just talking, it playing, taking breaks, right? Shooting you know, the a lot of people don't. We, they don't have a chance to talk to the musicians because we're always performing. Yeah. So this was kind of like my way to to play with my friends because they're some real dope people like yourself, you know, and some <laughs> other people that I just been knowing for years to bring them on and we create this vibe out of nowhere. You know, what I mean, just whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Well, a lot of things going on with Esco McCullum, y'all. You can check out his Facebook page. You can check him out on April 9th at Coram Hall. You can download his music, the beautiful song Baton Rouge, and some other songs he's got out um, out in the world that you can. Yeah, man. That you can, I got more coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, got more coming. coming. Esco, thank you for coming on the show today, thank brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, Zero. Awesome. I, y'all, this is Chancellor Zero Skidmore with the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, and I'll see y'all at a show. Peace.